Hello, and welcome to Amateur Attempts. Alright, this is the time of season, we're October, we're almost Halloween, you know what it is? The no season to stranger candy. You hear that, boys and girls? Say no to stranger danger, no to that bad candy, but also say no to bad jobs. Let's do this. Wait, we're, well, this is what we do now? <laughs> you weren't ready for that, were you? Are we doing programs for kids? Well, we could. I mean, technically, these kids are going to grow up and they're going to get jobs, they're probably going to get shit jobs initially, but then they'll get better jobs, but they go back to shit jobs, so... We're going to give some pointers on this whole great resignation. We're going to help you build character. Yes. So remember, kids, say no to bad candy, bad strangers, and bad jobs. Bad, but good strangers. That's a, that's a, that's a journey. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with what you said, Dylan. Okay. <laughs> if you say no to bad strangers, you have to say yes to good strangers. Look, their van was clean enough. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> so we're back to our tangent. One hundred percent success. Yes, yes. So, uh, the Great Resignation, the apocalypse of the job era, if you will, in a certain financial sense. Wow, that was dark but accurate. Mm. Yes. So, apocalypse. we are going through a time period where uh, uh, roughly, you said what, there's about 4.3 million people who are leaving their jobs monthly versus what used to be almost yearly, potentially. So, yeah, about 4.5 million are leaving jobs per month. That includes people also like just leaving jobs to change to another, you know, another job or company, but normally on average it's about three and a half to kind of almost four million. So hmm. that's an extra half a million people in one month quitting so we're jobs. Give you some percentages, some reasons why, and then we're going to talk about our own experiences and maybe how to avoid these pitfalls. Pitfalls. Um, Jamaica. We're, no. Yeah, just Jamaica. <laughs> Dylan has massively what? disagreed with my advice. Yes. Too specific, too specific. It's too hard. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about jobs. People need jobs, which is fun. So, of course, I mean, it's it's in it's in articles and kind of the news right now, of course. You've probably, I think most importantly, I've seen it at some point in person when trying to get things or get service. So, restaurants, stores, even like you would go to like a, I don't know, you know, like a garage where you get work on your car or get parts, get stuff delivered, things like that. Um, definitely uh, not as good as it used to be, mm. right? And, of course, it's really down to, I think, which it's not the individual, like, I can't, for example, like, you go to McDonald's and they're either not as good or they're a little more of an attitude or something like that, you know, it's not quite as happy of a service. I'm guessing because the person doing the service is a little overworked right now. Okay, right? that's an understatement, but all right. Right, so that's something to think about. I, um... I think these fast food workers are literally on the fence of stabbing someone in the eyeball. Yep. Can I get a rocket out of here? <laughs> so, yeah, for example, so I went to McDonald's and the lobby was closed, which I thought was strange. It was like, it was open the other day. And uh, I called them and they said uh, they don't have enough cashiers specifically uh, and their staff to open the lobby. So, like, what's the point of having the lobby open? I was like, well, that's disappointing. Um, and they, they don't have any other option. They can't magically make people appear, right? So what happens? The drive through is packed. And um, that's just one thing you go through. Like, no big deal. You can go to another restaurant. But when all the restaurants start looking like that. Yes. Then you got Oh, my issues. God. Do I have to cook dinner myself? Yeah. Well, so it shows a problem with that. With that. In particular, I guess, at least from the moment, we'll be talking about, I guess, the fast food industry then in that case. 
Um, so the biggest problems we see with, I guess, the idea of let's see some of these larger corporate chains is usually, for the most part, wages are not there. Usually it's minimum wage, if not potentially, I guess, lower in some cases. Um, there's no health benefits usually, and there's just no real job incentive to want to stay with some of these massive chain companies for mm. a while. I mean, there are some exceptions, for example, like Dutch Brothers. Um, they actually try to do where you buy into their franchise eventually, at least what we were reading about. So it could, you know, that could be more lucrative. But for your, let's say your Wendy's or your Taco Bell, mm, may not yeah. as much. There's not really much going on where it's like, who, basically, why would you want to stay here for 20 years? Mm. So. Or, so interestingly, which I think is why this is a specifically the great resignation, that there's more... Um, there's more factors at play. Oh yeah, with from just money, which it is very key overall to like job satisfaction and what we're going to go into. But there's so many factors at play that people are deciding that that job is not worth for my time. Yep. So I'm going to go a different route with my time that I'm not going to work there. So well, even, no, we'll work our way to our yeah. hundred thousand dollar software engineer in San yeah. Fran. We'll work. We'll work our way there, baby. Jared. Don't you worry about it. Yeah. So well, yeah, it's interesting. So even like short term jobs, you think people would need money to survive, right? Not with current stimuluses. What stimulus? So well, that's the ones so, that we had. So that's, yeah, that's actually my my <laughs> my curiosity is like they they were nice, but then, then they but then but then like, they ran out. Yeah, well, then also even unemployment though. I mean, all you gotta do is like prove you're looking for a job, even if you don't accept the job, hmm. and then boom. I mean, eventually, so that was a call and be like, hey, like, did they interview? It's like, yes, you know what I mean. Did they take the job? Yeah. No. It's like, okay, your employment's done, but sometimes so, they don't check at all. I'm so, I'm curious how anyone still lives off of unemployment, say in California. Well, it depends. Honestly, like there's some people that just choose to be homeless. Yeah, you know, simpler <laughs> life, simpler. But, you know, I mean, I it guess just, it depends. I mean, shit. If you have, in theory, I'm not trying to advocate basically to put yourself in the situation necessarily, but if you have, for example, like a decent van or a decent RV, you know, what I mean, you're basically living almost like off the grid. You don't really need a lot of money to survive. Who cares? Mm. No, that's true. And uh, maybe I'm a little jealous. But I think, which is interesting, is that's not the majority of people. It is not. Uh, now, yeah. it is actually, I think, an interesting change with COVID and the amount of fucking RVs and shit that happened, all that stay-at-home stuff. Um, that could be a factor at play. But I just keep thinking about, like, us or, like, regular families or well people. You know, it's interesting that there is now this option or... I guess a rearrangement of their like priorities, I guess, well, to where it's worth not having that income. Yes and no. Like for example, uh, so we're talking about earlier. We we're talking about one of our mutual friends, right? Uh, his current living situation out in Kansas. You want to guess how much their apartment is? Now it's a two bedroom, two bathroom, right? But you want to guess how much the total rent is with utilities? And there's three. Uh, there's three of them in there now. There's three people. Like nine hundred thousand. Wait, what? 900 to 1,000. Okay, there you go. We said... 9, nine trillion! I was just like, what fuck apartments are you looking at? Sell your children! I only want the best New York skyscraper. Only the top of the building will do. You can't sell... <laughs> you can't produce enough children to sell to make that rent. Oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah, 998. So, think about this. Ooh, Put that okay. three ways. You could survive on employment. So it's interesting though, because what is the DoorDash on the side? It's still honestly so. That's what I'm thinking is that, which is an interesting point, is gig economy stuff. But Kentucky unemployment's trash. Well, I said Kansas, but cool. So yeah, Kansas. (laughs) One of those cases, fried chicken. (laughs) 
Kansas fried chicken. I think it catch my drift, though. Honestly, if you have enough people living, even like basically anything that's a low income house where the rent or whatever is, or for example, let's say if they own less of the property, right? Your average two hundred thousand dollar house in Kentucky, right? I imagine their property taxes are pretty low. So by the end of the year, you probably owe maybe like a thousand, maybe. Mm. So all you gotta do is pay property taxes to actually keep owning the house. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting. If you, got a, well, if you got a decent sized family and they're all just bringing a few hundred every month, like you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Just depends on how you want to live. That's really what it comes down so, to. I guess to get to get a perspective, you think there's a sort of divide because, for example, like a single person trying to make it through school, or you know, a single person or a couple, maybe like two families, or not two families, like one or two kids. Um, you know, that in their situation, you would you would have higher costs. Like you know, kids would have much higher costs overall. I think it's odd that I guess is there a divide where these people are still forced to go to work? Like for example, us. Mm. we can't not work like we we could maybe reduce costs and get a less paying job but you know that's would still would need work then it bounces out to nothing where there's literally no extra cash for anything yeah so i don't know do you think there's a divide then where for certain situations because i'm always trying to figure out what are those scenarios or situations where it's worth um not working or massively reducing or one person income instead of two Mm-hmm. You know, how do you think that divide looks, right? It's kind of, I imagine it's like the low-income families that are still forced to work, that get the these jobs that, let's say, are less desirable because, you know, need money. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, so, I, I think it's, it really depends on where you go. Like, for example, I, I feel like California, there's a little more of an expectation to be, what we were talking about before with, like, materialism, right? California has more of a sense of, I want to be flashy, Mm-hmm. Not every area, but to give you an idea, that mutual friend we talked about, the friend he was going to move over here to California with, that's actually a fear he had with that friend. Like, I don't think you're ready for California culture where people just judge you for no reason. Mm. I would say this is the whole state, but in California, I feel, well, I'll say that New York, some of these other, we'll say coastal states, there's more of an expectation to either be like educated, have a pretty good paid job, and it's all for status, not even really for personal enjoyment compared to your midwest states i don't think the emphasis is so much there for this i guess to achieve such high status more to basically secure what's best for your family regardless of what that is so like for example like in the we still have a coal industry right obviously it's super dangerous all this stuff but it still pays enough where it's like whatever people will Mm, still be willing to do it because whatever yeah. But you know what I mean? Because that maybe that area is just, that's the industry that's there, so they don't care. you know. And they don't I mean? have any other option there. Yeah. While in California, we're kind of, I guess, a little bit blessed where we have so many different industries going on. We're not just, we don't have just this one industry we have to work with. Mm-hmm. However, though, because of that, I think there's just a lot more competition. Mm-hmm. So, because in California, there's not really a lot of towns that are left over where they're dedicated to one thing, for example, like lumber or just electricity, you know, development, you know, or in this case, software. I mean, now people who are IT, for example, they can basically do it with anywhere throughout the state. Really not anywhere throughout the country, but you, you catch my drift. Yeah, they're not beholden to one specific industry. Or... Yep. Hmm. So I think that's honestly the difference. In so it's interesting. I think I'd like to add to that. So yep. in California, it's an, it's an interesting challenge. So you have those opportunities, but I think the actual challenge and mainly financial difficulty in getting to 
where you need to be to get into those, you know, industries is a lot harder. So hmm. kind of the fight you have to go through with either, okay, who am I going to share a room with? What is my rent? You know, all these much higher, almost astronomical cost increases for things. Of course, that's going to be either trying to do education whilst trying to do work, all these kind of situations, especially if you're not with family. Like that's kind of an interesting like juxtaposition, right? You have mm. all this availability of potentials, mm. but you don't have the availability of getting it yet. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting though, because I think it really just depends on, because for example, right? Craigslist still has an ad section for roommates, like specifically just for roommates. Who will murder you? I mean, still stereotypes, but you know. It was like, a cheap rent. Point is though, I think throughout, it will really throughout any time period or point in the united states like people in general will group other people if it comes to survival right that even includes housing yeah I mean, that's why we get cities for example right they start off as small towns and eventually they became ports or whatever and then they became a gigantic city yeah so uh, the part of that's more of an economy than actually survive off of one another but the principle is still there where if you want to survive essentially you do it in groups not just by yourself right so even those single college kids for example I even see, like, we go on crisis, we look for roommates. That's one tag you might see, you know what I mean, in college or whatever, or basically looking for a college dorm buddy or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So, so you're reliant on others almost basically indirectly yeah, to no, exist. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the point is, um, that's still an option, though. You know what I mean? I don't think mm-hmm. it's as – there are some people that definitely, for example, maybe they, they don't have that luxury of finding somebody. For example, maybe they have – Maybe like because for example, to even do that, right? You need to technically now have the internet. Like, it's not like you know before where you basically had like a flyer or something. Call this number if you're looking for a roommate. Now it's all online. So if you don't have access to a phone or the internet, then you're you're kind of fucked. Yep. So that's one problem. So, um, but it's interesting. We still live in an age though where we're still pretty interconnected. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even now. I mean, every restaurant has Wi-Fi. For the most part. So you can still have, as long as you have a phone, then they're okay. But I do see your point. There are definitely still going to be those, let's say those outliner examples, where there's going to be just people that they don't have those options of finding people, or they choose to not like finding people, or they're Mm -hmm. homeless, or whatever the case may be. But that's what it is. I think the majority of people, though, in general, they'll find ways of being able to survive with the paycheck they have. And usually that survival is having more than one people, or one more of the person that lives with you. Yeah. I look at your situation. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's interesting though. It's so it's survival, but not thriving. Well, that's the thing though. I mean, because which kind of ties into our whole thing going on with wage yeah. wage stagnation, which we'll kind of yeah. go into. I guess that's kind of where I'm hitting at, where like all these things are possible. California has a higher risk for higher reward. Overall. That is true. Um, and, of course, other places have lower risk, but lower reward or not much potential growth. All of that intertwined with, well, either way, you're kind of just balancing how much change you have left over if everything goes well. Right. Well, define Thrive, for example, we'll actually get to our software tech here. Mm-hmm. So you could be working at SF, right, making a hundred grand as a software engineer or something, you know what I mean? Let's just say in general, hundred grand. Now, in SF, you're probably not really surviving because they said minimum wage there, not minimum wage. The minimum amount you need to survive is 117. Yeah. So that's not really thriving. However, if you move that to another place, let's say like Nevada, or if you want to go south, let's just say like. Let's say an Baker's or Pasadena or whatever. Basically, mm-hmm. a place that's not super expensive. Like it's decently 
we'll say average price, you know, we're talking about maybe like middle income families, but it's not Chris O in that theory, right? You're probably making more than the average person there. So you're able to live somewhere more comfortably. Yes. But then are you actually thriving? Because if you're working all the time, physically or mentally exhausted from your work itself, where by the time you get home, you just want to crash. You don't even want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's that repeat cycle of, okay, now yep. the weekend's come, it's like, and it's over. Yeah. So is that really thriving then? So I do you have to, your, I don't. Exactly. And this is not really a way of thriving. Problem. Yeah. Well, I, well we, I think thriving is a different subject for a different day there, which we'll talk about eventually. But let's get back to, I guess, the wake foundation portion. So this is actually, we'll tie into this. So if you think about, say, 60 years ago, mm. um, the situation looked a lot different. So you could, at the very least, survive on one income at a regular job. Mm-hmm. Either, you know, at, at at or near basic level jobs, like retail, service, things like that. You could exist with the bills that you have and it'd be okay. And if you had a, a, a blue collar job, you could actually somewhat thrive. Mm-hmm. You could meet, you can meet all of your needs without being overworked. And if you got a white collar job, you did better than you were doing a-okay. And you were thriving basically with your work-life balance or the amount of income that that, that, that you want to play around with, right? Mm-hmm. And with weight stagnation, that basically those two those two graph points have just diverged massively. They basically crossed over and are now going opposites where the amount of time you put in for something and what you get out of it has gone down, right? Basically, in all of these situations we're saying, everyone should just be getting paid more regardless of what they do, right? And now... Obviously, we're having discussions with, you know, 15 an hour and vice versa, you know, things things around that. And that's kind of going around. But even regardless of minimum wage, other jobs that require a little more skill or, you know, stress or multitasking, things like that. Either jobs that we do, you know, or something that might require some training. They pay more than the minimum, but they're not paying where they should to where you can exist in, say, one of these blue collar jobs. Mm. So it's an interesting kind of issue because in all those scenarios I said, if they just paid more, then that risk just goes down massively, right? Mm. You could get a part-time job as a college student and be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing okay. Mm. Like I can get through, I can get through my four years, whatever. I'm not massively <coughs> stressed about income. Yeah. But now it's like, well, fucking shit, how much do I have to, how, how much time do I have laid left in the day to even do education? You know, mm. how much time do I have to do, I have, I have to go home, to do homework per se, because now I got to know I got all these bills and such and such. And if I don't deal with them, then that's going to be in a massive student loan mm. for, for one example. So the, the wage stagnation thing is interesting because I think it brings that job satisfaction down so much mm. to think that either you're doing something good and you're getting paid somewhat better than minimum, which I think is our general experience, right? Is we're trying not to get minimum wage jobs. We're trying to slowly move upwards, but the, the workload and kind of the, the negatives and stressors, you know, can increase quite a, quite an amount, hmm. right? What's, what's expected of you and just it doesn't feel like what we're doing and what we're dealing with in these, you know, modern current jobs is being justified by the pay. And I think that has an overall bad impact on like the performance of the employee and all, overall for the company. But hmm. it makes an actual work-life balance just so difficult. I'm gonna say yes and no. They really depend on like the job, what you're doing, though. Because like for example, our jobs, right? Um, they are easy. You just have to memorize some law components, but not. It's not like we're lawyers, 
right? We know the most mm. basic level of law. No, but we are wearing out our bodies for money. So, yes, in a sense, right? But, I mean, technically, any job. Like, let's say if you're doing, let's say, IT stuff, eventually your eyes will probably have some sort of deficiency because of all the eye strain from looking at a computer all mm. day long. Mm, it might. So It might. But, of course, but, you're getting paid way more. So, potentially. But think about, like, right? So, we talked about before, right? Your basically IT job, if you want to do, let's say, helped us. You said roughly $20, right? Anywhere from, from, from beginning entry-level IT job, yeah, from like min, minimum. 18 to here, 22 or something, we'll say maybe that. Maybe max, yeah. Okay. So, technically speaking, I mean, we do get paid more than that. And our jobs is, they're not really heavy lifting, right? It's not like we're doing anything that's crazy, we'll say, what we're looking for. Does it um, exert the body to any kind of real extreme? It's not like we're doing, let's say, hard labor or any kind of uh, construction work. Mm. I'd say you we are I mean? doing moderate labor, though. Oh, no. I'd say because we're still lifting, like, canisters around, right? So there's still, like, some lifting to it. But even then, right, I would just say it's probably that constant repetition of certain parts. Like, for example, right, um, the canisters, right? We have a little sprayer that we you know, we use our thumb to press down to actually shoot out residual liquid. Eventually, probably, you might develop you might develop arthritis because of that constant using of your thumb or your fingers, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But that's with any profession. If you're a musician, right, eventually you're going to develop arthritis in your hands or your feet or whatever, depending on what you're playing. Mm-hmm. That's just normal. That's just part of it. So, mm, but the question, right, so it shows you, because with musicians, right, they can range anywhere from like 17 grand a year to like 100,000, depending on what they actually do. Mm-hmm. So, well, I guess the question is, is it really worth your time and effort? Because no matter what industry you're in, you're going to have some sort of buy straight anyway. You just right. got to choose what and you want to deal with. it used to be that it was more worth it. And now it's not. Mm. Maybe mm. yes and no. Well, I would that, say, because beforehand, still in, though, That is wage stagnation. Yeah, no, it is. But for example, though, for example, I wouldn't want to do pesticides in the 60s or 70s. Right. Well, that's that's you would that's an individual. Die from <laughs> like, well, some people, some people have most likely, so, but that's an individual hazard of that one industry. Like we live, but for example, right, even construction works changing where it's like, as even with ourselves, with whole OSHA, right? If something even looks unsafe, we don't have to do it. Yeah. Before it was just like in the sixties, seventies, eighties, and even in the nineties, it was like, well, that sucks for you. Either you do it or you're yeah. fired. But it shows so, you though, there's a ginormous shortage of construction labor. Because no, 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 they no, don't but, see it being worth it. No, that's true. But what I'm saying is, though, in regards to that, no matter what job it is, right, it's they're viewed as, I guess, not being worth it because they're all going to have pros and cons, right? But at least we live in an era, I guess, would say that things are not only safer, but there is a little bit more of a leeway where we basically can argue what we want to do or, for example, wages. That's the, mm-hmm. kind of the beauty of the era we live in, though. So... I agree in the sense of, yes, there's definitely, there, the wages are, are not keeping up with what you need to survive, right? But we live in a time period, though, where all that could actually be, you know, not argued. Um, Negotiated. Thank you. You know what I mean? Well, and um, even jobs like ourselves, right? Like I said, you know, it's physically demand to extent, right? But we don't have to do what we, like, what pesticides used to do with the fucking, like I said, even in the 90s, right? Like, we don't have to do any of that. I mean, hell, we basically spray essential oil on the ground, and it's called pest control. Yeah. Well, There's so, no danger, so, really. So pest control so. is not just chemical usage, though, right? 
So that's mm. that that is one aspect that's changed over over time. But mm. pest control is uh, obviously but, it's 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 a licensed profession. No, no, no I agree with all. you. But this is the second part I get to though, right? But it also depends on where you actually work. Okay. That's the second bit, right? So within the industry itself, obviously there's gonna be more than one company. Now I'm not gonna mention our companies by name, but just an example, right? As I told you before when we talked about this, with the first company we worked for with pest control, right? Their commission was, eh, it was confusing for a reason. They want you to understand it, right? The mm-hmm. company we work for now is a flat rate. But as before we switched over, I told you probably like it's going to just, it basically is going to equal out anyway. Mm-hmm. Right? And it did in terms of the flat rate, but the difference between that first company and the second one, this one actually does yearly pay increases, right? Mm-hmm. I imagine, because I mean, seems like everybody themselves, like they're actually communicating with each other. Everyone seems organized and structured. How much we charge people too is a lot higher. So I'd imagine, for example, that yearly increase might be potentially 75 cents every year. Right. So if you put in some time, you can easily be making almost what the average is in California, which is supposed to be about 28, 15 to actually survive here. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you like, that's just one example. If you mm-hmm. find the right company in the right field, it's not really as bad. It's just, I think the problem is most of the jobs that are readily available are garbage. As we've mm-hmm. seen, for example, with, like I said, even in comparison to the jobs we worked for, the first job, right, they were desperate for people. They were basically, they, it's weird, they had a stupid policy about, which we're getting a little bit too much of the personal detail, but how many times you could take a particular license test. However, right, they basically took anybody they could off the streets. Yep. Because they knew it was like, well, it pays slightly above minimum wage, you know what I mean? Slightly, not really that much. And then if you get your whole license, then boom, it's like, at least they have more incentive of this whole commission, right? But we found mm-hmm. a better company that doesn't really do so the whole commission aspect, but they just give a good basic wage for what it's supposed to be, right? With incentives to increase every year. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it seems like actual up, upward mobility if you wanted to. Like if you wanted to become a mm-hmm. manager eventually, that's actually a possibility. So it is. It, that, that is true. Now, we found, interestingly enough, it was originally a family-owned business. Yes. So that's kind of a key difference. If you If you work in... Like a lot of the things you mentioned are corporate-owned entities, either franchises or just you know large conglomerates um, mm-hmm. or nationwide companies. Um, there's none of that. Well, again, it depends. So, for example, so my friend I told you about that worked for a biopharmaceutical company in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Like she had a lot of work to do, but she never actually felt stressed out. Right. So and. Generous compensation. They even did basically friends and family events where they basically pay for them to go to music parks mm-hmm. every few weekends. Yeah. So, it was, of course, it was supposed to be like on company ground. Like they actually bring the equipment to the company grounds because they had like their own campus. Mm-hmm. So, it depends on what you're doing, though. That's really what it comes down well, to. Well, that's for, not the majority of America, though. No, no, no it's not. But we're, well, we can even like simplify this, I guess, even further. So, you don't obviously have to be, let's say, a high end, in this case, her case compounding drugs sort of things like that right but even your let's say your basic job as a technician let's say even as a pharmacy technician right mm-hmm. in a demand job pays well there's always going to be growth in the industry and there's i mean we're never going to run out of hospitals mm-hmm. it's true so what would stop somebody from getting their license which for the pharmacy technician license is a national license so as long as you get mm-hmm. it with you can get a fucking missouri it doesn't matter you can literally use it in california if you want to okay so it's like if you wanted to, just say in theory, have your few years of experience in Missouri, mm-hmm. have experience on the table, and then when you come out of California, argue for a 28-hour. 
or mm. 29 hour, 30 hour, whatever so the case is. So I would say you could argue and they'd most likely just say no. You could, but again, it's one of those. It shows you though, if you actually go for something that's not only in demand, mm-hmm. but somewhat skilled, like you don't have to, that's what I'm saying, you don't have to go for, let's say, be a doctor, right? Okay. Or you don't have to be in a high-end executive mm-hmm. position. There's a lot of, of those mid-range positions that are basically just like us, just general license positions. Mm-hmm. But you just have to find the right company to work for. So in this, in this example, your friend got paid that higher amount in California, yes. right? And then they transferred it. Well, so which so you talk about the one that went to Kansas. So there's the I was referring to a different that still lives here. Okay, so he still so, lives in the Bay Area. So and they so. get paid almost thirty hours of pharmacy tech. No, the first, I, I was giving that as an example of a mid range job. Okay. She actually does drug. She probably honestly makes like a hundred fifty a year. Okay, she's up there. Like I have no idea where her pay is, but she she's up there. So okay, so that's a so that's that's, that's a tech job. So someone may not tell you the. Basically, the next, especially in California, as we're talking, or, that's kind of showy. Someone may not tell you how how those negatives affect them that they probably they, they never mention. Hmm. So they could tell you that everything's you know basically hunky dory and that, oh yeah, it's awesome we get to do this. In reality, might might be a lot of repetition. Um, you know, it might be a lot of uncertainty with contracts and either your company going under. Hmm. There's all those, these other things they don't talk about that can can have an effect on you. That's not just money. So, Absolutely, but so I would I would counter that that some of that may be good with the pay, but there's a lot of expectations for higher paying jobs that are kind of I guess ignored because they figured oh well it's high paying so. But that, that's what I mean. So there, so I agree with you, right? But what I'm saying there still is a whole mm-hmm. mid range section job. So for example, right, the friend you're referred to is the one that went to Kansas, mm-hmm. right? He's an optician. Okay. So that's the one who I think you thought I was referring to, right? Mm-hmm. So he's able to transfer his California pay to Kansas. Right. Now, granted, he's with the company for, I think he said it's been eight years now. But still, right? I think mm-hmm. about it. So he's making 28 hour here. And he goes to Kansas where the minimum wage is like $7 or no, right. it's eight something, right? There you go. But what if you wanted so. to stay in California? Well, long term. Well, then that would be a different. You'd have to eventually just find other roommates if you wanted to, right? Right. So, but that's the thing, though, right? California is a unique situation. There's mm-hmm. only one state versus fifty states. Well, so you're, if, you're, if, if you're, you go into a lot of major cities, it's the same situation. Well, he lives in a major city. He's still fine, though. He's actually able to survive and enjoy. Right. Himself, he lives so. in a, a very, a very cheap major city. Like in that state, that city is cheap. Yeah, but that's the majority of cities across the United States. There's only basically it's only your west and the east coasts are expensive. Hmm. The more you go so, inward, the cheaper it gets. I would, I, mean, I would disagree. Like, for example, it depends on where you go. For example, Austin, right? That's becoming more expensive. Mm-hmm. Right, but you can still get homes in Austin for like four hundred thousand dollars. They are mm-hmm. pretty nice. They're basically your medium range homes. You transfer the same type of home into California, it's probably eight hundred thousand dollars. So twenty eight so, an hour, say with no overtime, is going to be a rough mortgage for a four hundred thousand dollar house. Hmm. Agreed, right? But I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. if let's just say if you just wanted to enjoy yourself, because for example, right now everybody wants to buy homes. So people are just not mm. interested. Me and you were interested in that because mm-hmm. we just plan to eventually have families, all that. Well, so we if you don't one, buy a home, then you're paying more per month, right? So the challenge is relatively harder. In theory, but some people look at that as a pro because right. they don't have to deal with property taxes. They don't have to deal mm-hmm. with maintenance of the house. They don't have to deal with lawnscape or any other really random laws they have to deal mm-hmm. with. Because, for example, the home ownership, though, could be even more cost of the rent. The only difference is you mm-hmm. have equity at that point. So you could borrow mm-hmm. against it. You could do all sorts of things. But to some people... 
They don't want to deal with it. It's like, for example, right? There's mm-hmm. some people, no matter how rich they are, they'll still buy a Toyota Prius, right? Mm-hmm. Where they could afford some sort of crazy Mercedes AMG. Yeah. It's because they don't want to deal with the hassle of what the car needs okay. to be. I get, I, I get what you're saying. So, so it kind of sounds like you're arguing against weight stagnation. I guess a little bit. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what I'm going. So, so in these um, situations but, you're talking about, uh-huh. Dylan, these um, these things but, are kind of middle middle mm. of the road edge cases. Mm. It used to be that you didn't have to get a middle of the road job to mm. afford to live. Mm. So that's where the issue lies. Is okay, you can go these different routes, but sometimes you don't have that ability with either family members or even with these amounts you're talking about. Mm. Still sounds low to me. Honestly, sounds low. It should be higher, and it sounds shocking to say higher because we've just been taught to expect that that's the highest you can get for that segment. Yeah, but be realistic, right? As we talked about exactly. before, realism. I'm going to interject. Here. Realism has been warped because any wage increase of note would be seen as crazy when it already should be at that level if we'd have just followed our basically wage increases over time with inflation. Yeah, but just just as a perspective, which we kind of talked about this before in private, mm-hmm. right? Because um, we talked about eventually owning our own business. We So we mentioned before, right, if we particularly take off this one particular business, right, Who what, what, what we pay the employees would probably be closer to 20 an hour, right? We talked about that. I thought much higher. But 20. Well, you said initially, I think you said like 22, 23, right? So that's why I said around 20 in theory. Because mm-hmm. we have to do, we'll eventually come to front. But the thing is, though, right? In theory, why would you technically want to pay someone twenty five for them to basically just put a hot dog in a bun? Like you could for technically better work, but long term, mm-hmm. you're just losing money. You are, but you're also. I mean, first of all, you're not heartless. Okay, first, but I'm I'm trying to say from realistic, like some of these major companies, okay. like even so for example, the reason why you'd want to pay someone more than you would expect for that is because you'd want to get a good person who is trustworthy because the money you're mm. quote-unquote losing from paying them a little mm. extra is more than worth the headaches of either theft or misreporting or any issues with their attendance like as an mm. employee you want to get a good example that won't give you headaches and paying for that is a much better investment than nickel and diming what's the lowest i can appropriately pay right but what i'm saying is though for example how many this example right how many educated people are going to want to potentially work a hot dog stand? Well, they don't have to be that educated. They just have to be trustworthy. No, no. But what I'm saying is, though, okay, mm-hmm. how many people are going to basically want to spend potentially a long period of time at one particular, in this case, mm. a food stand? So I think a lot of people will, if they, they, if they look at what their responsibilities are and the appropriate, which for me is higher than you, the appropriate pay that they'd get is they'd realize, okay, look at the pros and cons, and they realize. But you even said pros. yourself, right? You eventually plan to go beyond your current career to something else, mm-hmm. right? So that's the same thing. How many people do you really, really, I guess, want to spend their whole lives potentially in a hot dog stand, right? Mm-hmm. Would they eventually potentially want to maybe own their own stand or maybe even further, maybe their own franchise? Mm-hmm. So the thing is, well, this is what I'm talking about. Hey, I guess. So there's a wage stagnation, but because these jobs, for the most part, the ones that are affecting really the true aspect of wage stagnation are entry level, no skill, mm-hmm. basic job that they know most people will ascend to something else eventually anyway, or go a different direction once they have mm-hmm. the job experience anyway. So what's okay. the point? So so I, I disagree. It's mainly just to do with corporate profiting, Dylan. But Oh, no, that's part of it. No, so no, that's definitely I, part I, of it. I, I don't think that's accurate. 
That's definitely part of it. But for example, right, you even yourself, you left your first job, right, for particularly something better. Mm-hmm. And now it's led to you something I actually better. left it for something worse. Oh, you know, a different job. The point is, though, well, if you look at your chronological job history, right, mm-hmm. you might have dips, right? But now, technically, the job you're at has been the highest paying with mm. the highest incentive. No. Oh, yeah, different job. So the last company that we trash talked paid more overall. Interesting. But was it actually worth it? It That's was almost I mean, worth it. So, I mean, you're talking about pay, though. Hmm. They have incentives to pay more. No, no, no. no I'm talking about more. also, like, actually just in general, enjoyment mm-hmm. of, like, did you actually enjoy? the Like, mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about before with the friend of the Bay Area, right? She had more, like, she had a lot of work she had to do, but she never actually felt stressed out. She never mm-hmm. actually felt like the job got to her. Right. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, I'm not talking about just the money. I'm talking about basically how I said the company treats you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I even say about growth, I'm not talking about basically getting promoted just for a higher wage or basically just for higher benefits. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is some people just want to get to the top as an accomplishment. For example, right, mm-hmm. you're the U.S. Surgeon General, right, because that's a federal position, mm-hmm. probably gets paid less than your average California doctor. Right. But it's because they just want to get to that level. Of course, they're trading so, some income with a lot of power and connections. Okay, true. Okay, but what I'm saying is, though, if as long as they enjoy what they're doing at a wage that is appropriate for them, mm-hmm. that's all I think most people really care about, right? And we're not at that. So, for your basic jobs, for mm-hmm. your really basic, no-skill jobs. Mm-hmm. So, of course, because eventually... Well, so no, for, for a perfect example, Dylan, so mm-hmm. you mentioned the tech job, right? Uh-huh. If the tech job appropriately paid as it should in the city that it was made, it would be paying a lot higher. But mm-hmm. it doesn't. So, tech people, you know, there's a, a realization, I think, coming that tech jobs, especially starting off, may sound high, but mm. in the areas that they are in, especially your major cities like you know, San Francisco and L.A. Or, or New York, that income, like you even said, like that is below the survival amount. I did. But and that's there's... a high-end or like a mid-level to, you know, mm. a well-respected job of, uh, you know, like a, like a skill and knowledge-based job. Right. So, that is a perfect example of, well, it doesn't match. Mm. I did, but here's the thing, though. As we've seen from, well, transportation, right? You don't have to actually live in the city just because you work in it. Right, but that's so. not okay. So, if because the major issue with San Francisco is people are being driven out of the city to commute hours and hours a day mm. because they can't afford the city in which they work. No, It shouldn't I, be the case that you can't afford the city in which you work. Mm. So, I agree that's a problem, but there's nothing there's nothing you can say or do that's ever going to stop that. Because cities generally are always going to right. be more well, expensive. Well, yeah, nothing we say or do can stop that, so, but it's, well, a, it's a problem is, that needs to be solved in order for like, us yeah, to prosper. Yeah, but that's not going to... Wage sign issue even will solve that, because you know what's going to happen if you increase wages? Mm. It's going to be just as expensive. It's actually going to probably increase in expense. So, so you know, if, it wouldn't so. be wage stagnation if the income like overtook and matched at least what the the, the, the increase of costs. So, but what we would, would have stop, solved that? But what would stop the increase of costs then for your everyday items in the city from increasing then? So, truthfully, and, and, nothing. And, well, and, and, here, and here's the problem: mm. because they've not appropriately increased the costs, mm. any increase would be basically taken on by basically companies. Companies having models where they're paying people so low that their mm. model works now. Mm. So, if they started paying people more, there would be more costs. And here's where the issue lies. Because companies haven't actually appropriately paid people for the longest time, mm. we don't have that ability to do it all of a sudden. So that's why when I'm talking about, okay, 15 an hour, that's already basically too low. 
for mm. California, for example. Other states that might be fine. So our federal minimum should already be at a higher, and even if it's not minimum, all of these jobs you're talking about, they should already be paying more, right? And if they had just followed their trajectory from 50 years ago, we would we would have appropriate pay yeah, and appropriate then, costs. Okay, but then you have people in the same positions for like 20-something years. Yeah, and then people retire. That's what happens. Some people do that. Okay, but then how does a company... For example, right, if we stay... Because eventually, right, our bosses mm-hmm. will die because of age or so whatever. So will we. Okay, but you catch my drift, right? If there's nobody take over our branch manager, then the company's going to well, fail. Why would there be so. no one to take over, Dylan? But you say what? What I'm saying is right. So if in theory, right, in the position you're in, if it paid enough for you to stay in that position for 20 years, not to actually move mm-hmm. or change jobs, why would you bother taking a promotion then? Because you would get so much more money. The question is, though, really, would you? Like you know, yes, I mean? because all of these jobs are appropriately paying more. So, but that's the question, right? If in theory, because for mm-hmm. example, right, let's just say your average Wendy's, okay? Yeah. Over time, you really expect potentially a manager of Wendy's to get six figures. They almost do already, yeah. So I'm just saying though, like, do you well in California maybe, but some of these Midwest states, you really think it'd be like economical long term. Well, it may not be the six figures you're talking about, but it would be appropriately more. For that state. So, but again, like, but just to say, right, if you say you're at a branch manager, you're basically making roughly about a hundred thousand in let's say a midwestern state. Okay. Then in theory, I mean everything else then cost of goods would also be matched long so, term. So, mm, so I would so I would disagree. So so those things would only go up suddenly because suddenly costs have gone up. Yeah, but that's what we see in California, right? Because like even if you look at our gasoline prices. Mm-hmm. You compared to other states, they're way lower because the cost is not there. And where what are those taxes going for? So they're going for welfare programs to pay for people that can't afford to live here because it's not affordable to live. No, but so I want, that would I, be I just saying, deleted the, if we had that. But the fact that literally our gasoline cost is doubled mm-hmm. just because we're in California, right? And that's because they figured there's things to do with it, which is basically wasted. But. If you look at how the tax breakdown, because it's only roughly only a dollar of it's actually for taxes, because it's like what thirty five cents federal, and the other sixty five is like California. Mm-hmm. So they're like three fifty is basically all profit. Mm-hmm. Well, not all profit, but you catch my drift, mm-hmm. right? So roughly four something, but that's only because in California we have higher minimum wage laws. No, no, it's not because we have higher, just because we have higher minimum wage laws, Dylan. But think about it, right? Why is a, as a business, like I said, this is a business owner. Basically, if I know I can get $4 for a gallon of gas, if I can sell it to you for okay, that much. I got a perfect example for yeah. you. So, five years ago, I got paid at Target like nine fifty, I think $10. And that was more than minimum was then. Mm. Now they pay 15 an hour, but their food mm. has not gone up 50%. Not currently, no. Well, and the, it, it, it won't. It's not going to suddenly jump 50% because... What they pay people is not suddenly contingent on their existence. Like, they have room to pay people more because they just mm. did. Mm. And, like, the world hasn't become 50% more expensive at Target, right? And it won't. It's, well, it, so. it's going to go up a little bit, but it's going up appropriately with inflation. So, they're, they're two different things. And people, this is something that actually um, conservatives use a lot as an excuse, is paying people more appropriately doesn't suddenly increase 
the goods to, to basically offset it. Costs may go up a little bit, but because we've not kept up with it, any increase will now become an issue. If we have just continued the increase in wages like they used to be mm. and people thrived, we would be okay. And that's that's so, the main argument is that's why it sucks because it would seem like a sudden increase in cost if you're a restaurant owner mm. because you had to pay more. Because there's so, we have to now put laws in effect to make wages suddenly go up. But if they'd have appropriately gone up, there would be no shock. Things would be appropriate. And that's why it's stagnation is it's a... It's a known problem because companies have consolidated profits. Mm. How much profit did Amazon make? Billions. Mm. Did the did the work just just pure money they made, mm. right? Workers didn't get that. Jeff mm. Bezos and this is a perfect example. Jeff Bezos made so much money. He's like, thanks for letting me go to space, mm. and workers got nothing. Right, and, th- and so. that's just pure greed. Mm. So the problem is, which is like the the main issue, is because companies have ways and can afford to do that. Mm. And they can put systems in place to make people get paid appropriately over time. But we basically are like 30 years behind on this increase, right? So you're coming from the mindset that the, the, the wages are directly tied to costs. There's a, you know, there's a way they are tied to it. But increasing wages appropriately over time would not mean that suddenly these costs are like out of control. Because they didn't mm. used to be either. So, yes and no. So, for example, Ford, when they first started off, mm-hmm. they actually did pretty good in terms of honoring a particular pay grade that allowed, basically, workers to buy bottle teas. Mm-hmm. So, it was actually a little wage, all that fun stuff. But the problem is they did the same thing. They would match wages every year. Mm-hmm. So, eventually, though, the problem was, same issue, the workers got paid more than the actual product was worth. Right. Well, that's that's on Ford for not looking at their costs. But the point is, though, all right, mm-hmm. eventually, because, again, you're comparing a pretty extreme, because I agree with you, Amazon does have great, but I'm not saying that's every U.S. company. It's many, though. So, it's a good amount of large companies. It's a problem, I, but I think because they see some of these past examples of if you basically give continuous mm-hmm. wage growths, essentially, you're going to eventually outpace your own product. Mm. Uh, I, I think they more so just like the money, Dylan. No, no, that's... And that so, basically is a corporate elitism. So, no, that's definitely... I'm not saying it's not part of it. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. though, if you're still, in general, like even ourselves, okay, if we run a business, we expect mm-hmm. to start a business because we're going to make profit, right? We're mm-hmm. not trying to be greedy with it, but the point is, though, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we still have to make a certain amount of profit to justify the cost. Right, well, making any profit justifies the cost. So... No, because for example, I mean, if you have like, let's just say, right, a successful business, but you're only drawing in, let's say, five dollars of profit every month mm-hmm. at the end of the year, that's like that's nothing. That's and literally I, just like $100. I doubt it would be because of what you're paying people. So, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, though, general, that's why you have mm-hmm. to, depending on the position, pay what's appropriate. Not but just Dylan, be- it's not appropriate. Currently, no, it's not appropriate. But again, I don't see any justification, though, to paying a person mm-hmm. to basically flip a burger for $25 an hour. I, I do. don't see. I do. Because literally anybody can do that. Uh, I would say no. It seems like someone could do that, but there are people that can't do those jobs. But okay. So, for example, In and Out. In and Out is constantly raising their hourly wage, right? Mm. They're ahead of the curve, they're always increasing. You know why? Because they just need people to perform their jobs effectively all the time. Mm-hmm. So they know that investing and paying people more up front is by far worth 
the little increase in cost. Whereas McDonald's doesn't, right? Mm. McDonald's still makes money, but they don't have good service. They don't mm. have, like, they ha- they have more issues. And they have things that are problems, and they have staffing trouble, like we just saw. Mm. In and out does not, because mm. In and out knows how to pay people appropriately mm. to get a job done. And that's the thing. Companies don't want to invest, and this is kind of the point of disposable jobs, which is that aspect is. Jobs didn't used to be disposable. Mm. Even entry level jobs like working at well, Kmart, they no, weren't there were dis- jobs that were just just they're not they weren't as widespread as they are now. So so your most entry level jobs, right? Mm. So I'm talking 50, 60 years ago. Say the seventies, the sixties, the seventies, right? This is kind of the key point where it's kind of seen as like the in the fifties too, the golden age of, of of income where you got paid appropriately and, and were respected. Now. You have to fight this income you're talking. You have to fight for it. I didn't get the pay that I wanted in my in any of my negotiations, right? And you would think, okay, well, they should pay you appropriately for your skills. Well, no, they 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 have their rules, and they're like, well, if it's not you, it can be someone else. Hmm. So the disposability of jobs has just become apparent because companies were like, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you the like a lot of times we're gonna like try and work you as much as possible before you quit. Hmm. Because well, that's what their that's what their model is on your job though, right? Depends on what you actually. Because for example, as mm-hmm. example of your in and out versus um, um, Wendy's, right? Obviously, there's a quality difference. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with anything else. You go to Seven Eleven, right? For let's say cheaper taquitos, right? You go to your local food truck, mm-hmm. probably a little more expensive mm-hmm. because it's quality, right? There's going to be different tiers of business essentially, mm-hmm. so. That I agree with. You. Like that's an example of what you should do, right? But again, you're paying for what you get for, and it's not then, more expensive than Wendy's. So, oh no, it's not more expensive than Wendy's. But what I'm saying is, in general, at least Wendy's' idea of it probably is that the fact that what they're at currently, as you said before, right, they could pay low enough where they're still getting enough profit, regardless of the position itself. They don't really care because they recognize mm-hmm. that the product itself is whatever. Mm, so the product there, itself shouldn't example, be whatever. But that's the difference, right? In and out, for example, always, well, not always. They will probably have a continuous business. It really depends on their expansion. But, like, for example, right? In and out's only based in California. Because mm-hmm. they recognize certain zones that they need to penetrate. Same thing with Dutch Brothers. They're only basically in California and the East Coast. Mm, right? No, they're, they're in, like, the Midwest. And they're, oh, like, they're like well, 15, 20 states. Okay, well... They're expanding. Beforehand, and the reason why In and Out so, doesn't expand is because of their food chain. Well, but what I'm saying is, all right, it shows you what basically what you want to deal with and what you want to pay for. Mm-hmm. Or even for example, right, if that was a problem, like if that was a problem you really want to address, even though we don't really, we say we don't really have it here, but that's not really how the world works. The idea of sweatshops, right, mm-hmm. with clothing stuff like that. Problem is, it's so wayside is just so deeply embedded in our everyday lives, the only way you can basically fight it is by setting to better jobs. That's the problem. I agree with you. Job disposability Wait, so you're is saying to fight wage stagnation, you have to get a different job? A better job. That's just how our... That's how capitalism... Because basically how you're describing earlier, the idea of constant wage... Not constant wage... The idea of constant yearly raises is kind of what's the idea of what communism is, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's paid equally based on... Well, it depends also yield, but... Everyone's basically paid the same. And everyone's going to have yearly increases because we all have to pay the same because you have to match cost of goods. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that model failed. Because it just doesn't mm. work. I don't think it failed. So that so 
con- countries do cost of and this is the thing there's the there's a difference between getting a raise because you're doing good and getting a cost of living adjustment mm. and a cost of living adjustment no longer adjusts for the living of cost so let me finish my example though right so that didn't work on any wide scale country mm-hmm. didn't however there have been documented cases where it worked in small cities or villages stuff like that mm-hmm. same in the u.s there were some towns that worked it Mm-hmm. So the thing is, what you're saying is not possible because of the way the U.S. is set up. Which is incorrectly. No, it is, but that's what I'm saying. So the only way you'd be able to really get what you're saying, right, finding, basically fixing the U.S. economy where every year, regardless of your position, you're getting fair wages for what the cost of it should be. Mm-hmm. Again, as you said before, you'd have to change laws, all sorts of things. That just doesn't happen. And we know that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So the only way to really fight stagnation mm-hmm. would either be, right, start your own business and basically prove people wrong. But, again, it's dependent on if you basically want to risk that profit. And if it's worth that at the end of the day. If you actually, basically, if it's worthwhile. Or you find a better job with better benefits. That's really how it's set up. That's the only way to really fight the idea of wage stagnation. There's mm-hmm. no other way so, of fighting it. At least at the moment. I disagree. So... Um, you make good points however so then this is the the sing the main singular reason why it could be easily solved Mm. is if you once again if you paid appropriately right what does that mean ceos don't work 1000 times harder than a person at mcdonald's Mm. the ceo mcdonald's obviously they have a lot more responsibility and they should get paid appropriately but Mm. they get paid so disproportionately higher than anyone else in the company Mm. that that's where the money goes. Mm. So, and this is like this is known economics. Companies, if they paid like, in, for example, in Japan, a CEO doesn't get paid disproportionately more, mm. but they still do a good job. So, in that example, they still mm. do a good job. They don't hate their life, and they actually respect the fact of what they bring to the table and what their staff does. Right. Mm. So the once again, it's the same thing with like corporate. I mean, just basically actual. I guess like rich elitism in the u.s itself it's that same idea but brought to work too that Mm. didn't used to be the case where the disproportionateness was so major so i disagree uh with that and um this is because i've done a little bit of looking into it because i'm curious why this is such a bad problem i agree that we can't fix it right now like what you're saying fix it ever but good luck right then this is the point i'm not saying it will be fixed now i'm just saying this this is why it is a problem right so if you paid people appropriately with those jobs, we actually would be fine. Mm. So, because companies, right, successful companies that grow, mm. like Amazon continues to grow. They don't give major increases to all of their workers all the time, even though those workers are responsible for their growth, mm. right? Those individual actions is what makes it, and this is, this is the point, like those, indi- like our individual actions, right? Us doing a good job every day mm. contributes to that company's growth, their reputation, keeping customers not causing issues, right? And that's where the pay comes into it. If you don't pay appropriately, well, you attract bad people, right? Good, I mean, of course, you're gonna have people that wanna get paid high for no reason, but they get weeded out because you find the best candidate. Mm-hmm. So if you paid people appropriately, they do a good job. And so your company grows. Mm. If you don't, then you churn through employees. And that's what we have right now, right? So mm. if they paid, if basically they just shared the wealth, like Walmart, Amazon, Microsoft, like mm. the high-end jobs obviously pay very well, mm. but then they pay too well. Uh. And like, you know, your VPs and your CEOs and these board members, 
they get paid too much. They just do get paid too much for the job they do, mm. right? But that's what attracts them. So in essence, I agree that it can't be fixed, Dylan. I disagree as to why and also how you would go about fixing it. Right now, it's too, once again, it's too late because it would be too much of a shift that all hell would break loose. But if we did just follow the trend and didn't allow it to accumulate the wealth up top and let it trickle down, we would be fine. Well, we talk about that because we also talk about the idea of trickle down economics not actually working. So it doesn't work. So either way, but the point is actually an example with, with Starbucks, right? Um, you remind me so they they themselves, right? They get paid roughly, I believe, starting like seventeen, eighteen for their positions. Mm-hmm. My understanding, they don't really have any increases, yearly increases that are like I will say worthwhile. So, for example, Starbucks, that company started basically in our generation, more or less. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of a company that they view kind of the same way. It's like, why are we going to pay these baristas a lot mm-hmm. for a job that anybody can basically do? Right. And, and still they successful. have great turnover of employees. So they do. But that's and they have the, unhappy people working there. But the point is they still were able to start off, kick off, and become successful. So I think what, I, you're, I get your point about customer, customer sorry, employee retention. But it still comes down to the day, though, they're recognizing the simple facts like, why am I going to pay somebody more for a job that anybody can do? That's really just the basis of it. Right. And that's that's the problem is why pay them more? Well, you're not going to get any long-term career employees. You're going to get people, and this is why you get outside hires is because they just laterally move mm-hmm. to a position of middle management. But your base employees, unless they're, they have no other option, they would very much like to leave. They would very much like to go another route or hold off until something better comes along. And that's the point. They don't feel like staying there. They don't feel like growing in that position. Mm-hmm. So they just like, okay, well, you know, either I got to get through college or, you know, I got to do this and this or get this and then I can basically fuck off. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. No, and and so, what, you, what you're ignoring mm-hmm. is the actual experience of the person working there. Mm-hmm. But you even say yourself, right? So the last job that you had did technically pay more, but you still left it. Right, because right. it, it pays overall, it pays slightly less, but I was treated like a better person. So, no, I was saying your last job, though, mm-hmm. the last one you had. At least Meyer saying what well, you told me, like you weren't necessarily treated any less. Just mm-hmm. more that this company that we currently work for is more functional. They're just more organized. Yeah, so you weren't treated any differently. I uh, so this one was more functional. So I was made to feel disposable. Interesting, okay. Because they didn't care about my concerns. They didn't actually try to understand, like, what do I go through day to day? Mm-hmm. They just wanted results, and, like, they didn't care as to the reasons why. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, even though if I work a lot, I can get these results. You no, know, well, I can get these results and, for example, get a commission structure that's gamed towards numbers mm-hmm. versus, you know, quality. Um, but, of course, that didn't feel appropriate, and it didn't feel like it was worth my time because of the way I was working. Mm-hmm. So that's why I left is I was unhappy being there. Mm. The time I spent and what I was dealing with made me think, I don't like this, even mm. though I'm getting paid somewhat considerably. Right? Well, how was I getting paid well? Mm. Working 60 hours, gaming their commission system. Mm. So that doesn't bode well for great service. And what happened? Fucking people leaving in droves. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, right, in a counter of, you know, that's an example of you were paid more than the average in theory, right? Because mm-hmm. of the whole commission system, right? So they did technically compensate you that was appropriate for the job was yet it still didn't make a difference well they didn't know that they still didn't pay me appropriately 
I had to game their system to cheat them out of money. Well, well, commission, that's just how it is. But point is what I'm trying to say, though. Technically speaking, for what the job was, right, you mm-hmm. were compensated for what was expected of you. Right, and I would say that I so, got paid what they advertised because I went by far and beyond the average employee. Right, but so you choose to, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the that's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the kind of the driving home point there. And then I realized choosing on... to made me unhappy. So, but it so it just comes down to like that's how capitalism works. Basically, how money hungry are you? Right, and that's what it comes down so, to. But here's the thing: I was money hungry, and what what was I getting? Is I was getting a worse life. Mm. So, but again, that's the thing. So it's comes down to like, so these basic jobs, right? These mm-hmm. are said now. Say so now it's the one of the other examples. Even Dutch Bros said they're one of the other examples. Well, actually, take that back. Five Dutch Bros. They start at sixteen, so not really the greatest. But well, at least for California, that's not really the greatest. Either way, again, mm-hmm. it's like if you're gonna have a high toner array anyway. Yeah, you know I mean, who cares? Or if I said there's replaceable, well, so you shouldn't have a high turnover. But if the workforce, technically speaking, is there, if there's options available. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What's the what's the point then? Like as even up, right? You you gave example say a second ago inadvertently. You were given a job that did pay more than your current job. You just were happy, but technically they did give you a higher range of what it should be for the position. So it made no difference. Hmm. So what gets the deal? You gotta so you gotta realize I didn't work appropriately for my money. Hmm. It's like it still wasn't worth the amount of time I put into it. So what I'm saying now is, uh, I work less than I did then, and I mm. make almost as much. Mm. So I work a noticeable amount less per day, right? Mm. And I make almost as much because the company values my input per hour more mm. than the other company did. Mm. So the reason why I made more money is because I worked so much I could meet their expectations. But think about like in terms of I get uh, so now let me, let me interject. Mm. Is that healthy? No, 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 the, no, these systems are healthy. But what I'm saying is, though, for the appropriate amount of, I guess, what you should be paid for would depend on how much you actually do. Right. And so I still wasn't paid appropriately. So, but what I'm saying is, all right, so in and out definitely has a better example of what you should do, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, they do hope that you'll basically extend to the company mm-hmm. eventually, right? Hopefully start your franchise, all that fun stuff, mm-hmm. right? Most of these other jobs, though, that's just not really an option they know that nobody wants to for the mo- for the most part for example would it be out of taco bell for 20 years well so it's like so why am i, I would going to? i would hope that unlike some companies do do that that you know they that, and that's what training from within is is you're mm-hmm. you're seeing talent you're recognizing that you would want to keep that talent because it's talent that improves what you're trying to do and you you know move them up vertically mm-hmm. but i guess if they have no real i said applied skills that are worthwhile like for example mm-hmm. right even if let's say if you give them like said an appropriate age okay if you in theory you do okay you would probably expect them right then in theory to start their own company or basically stay within the company hopefully like i should say so their company start their own franchise right this mm-hmm. still helps the company well in theory all right why do they just don't want to go beyond that position that's what i was saying earlier mm-hmm. why do they just want to stay in that position not learn anything further but they're still getting these appropriate increases. Then you're still getting an appropriate amount of work done from an employee who's happy. And if they have other views. But we talked about this before, though. As it shows you, this is the caveat to it, though. Mm-hmm. 
What happens though if they're just still not actually doing anything? Then you fire them. Exactly. So it's like, why am I going to go through this whole process basically of trying to please them when they're not mm-hmm. potentially, at least statistically speaking, they're just choosing not to work? Well, because you're not going to get anyone who will choose to work if you don't pay them. So, but you see, but the point I'm trying to say is most companies, that's how they view it. It's like, why am I going to pay them so much okay. off the so, bat? Dylan, and that is not right. Mm. And that's the problem. It didn't used to be like, how many people can I turn over? You're not seeing that. You're, I feel like you're taking out the good of the job out of all this, making it just about business sense, right? Well, business sense is tied to doing good too. Mm. So if you if you do good, generally you're successful. And what's happening is companies are being successful by treating people like shit. So that's what that's what's happening. Mm. And so that's why there is this unrest, and that's why there's a mass resignation. Is people are looking at what they're doing with their job, and it's not worth their time, right? And so, Dylan, it doesn't work if this is happening. So, what you're saying, basically, which in essence is kind of like a business, like CEO focus, doesn't work for the mass majority of people. Well, it just doesn't work because they're leaving. Well, I would say, well, again, though, but so this is the question, though, which so you know who termed the the term the Great Resignation? I don't. I mean, you can give it any other term. But yeah. Either way, it was a, it was a social psychologist. Okay. And his premise, though, was more the fact is there external issues that are causing the resignation more than the job itself. That's what I mean. This, but that's one so, guy, though, right? It's one person. Who's one that's actually coined the term? So oh, well, the, the, the term is not important. There, there's just a, so, there's an increase of people leaving, so you can call it whatever. But what they're saying is, though, but but the, but the reasoning for it is mm-hmm. not because of just the job. So this is what I'm talking about because. With what I was talking about earlier with the capitalist system, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have faults because, you know, that's how it works. There's always going to be this kind of working up tier level system. Mm-hmm. Versus communism, right? In theory, it's all going to be one even playing field. In theory. Okay. Does it usually work? So, so um, that it's not it's not one or the other, though. So, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, though, right? The difference mm-hmm. is with communism versus capitalism, right? Communism is usually community-based. Mm-hmm. So, in theory, most people have the same type of, let's say, religion, viewpoints, stuff mm. like that, okay? With capitalism, it's basically a game. Well, wouldn't it it's be a, more so, it'd be capitalism versus socialism? No, no, so, yes. But the point I'm trying to say with capitalism is designed, basically, to just all straight performance, just basically just performance alone. Right. That's the force how the U.S. works, which is the downside where we get all the stuff. But that's what I'm saying, though, if... If in general, these are the after effects, which is why this great turn, this great resignation was coined. Because it's not just the wage inflation, the wage stagnation or inflation. It's COVID. It's other factors that draw Mm -hmm. people away. Basically question more what life is worth. Because we talked about before, right? There's Mm -hmm. obvious jobs that pay better, but are they worth the time? And it depends on that person. I don't think, for example, ourselves... I think we had six for your job. We probably would be initially happy, but maybe along the lines, maybe wouldn't be happy. Depends on the job. Right. Right. In theory. But then again, it depends on each individual experience. Mm-hmm. So just saying, if but the setup. The majority of those individual experiences are saying the same thing. So, right. But compared to the whole U.S. population, no, the majority are saying. That. Well, we have four hundred million, and in theory, we lost what forty million. Like the U.S. population is four hundred million. I don't know how many people are currently registered to work, but 
in theory, we'll just say probably about roughly 70%, give or take. Okay. That's still relatively high. That'd be about like probably 17% of the population. Mm-hmm. But that still shows there's a roughly another 83% that are still working. Whether and or not would... they agree with their jobs mm. or if they like it or if their wages are appropriate. What I'm saying is this whole idea of the sudden great resignation is a mixture of factors. Wage mm-hmm. stagnation is probably part of it, but with how our system works, yeah. it's designed for you to basically find other jobs that are more appropriate and match what you want to do. That's the whole idea of capitalism. It gives you choice. Right, but what if all the choices are bad? Well, could you fairly say that? You've only worked in technically three fields. Right, but that's that's what's going on, though, is people are forced to work in them because they don't have any better option, and either they can't save or... For their situation, they don't make enough with the job they have. But it's because are they actually looking? Because, for example, as I mentioned, my friend Dennis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's say he works for, well, I can't say the cut, but it's one of the major we brought up before. Um, opposite of Walmart, we'll say that. Okay. <laughs> so, same thing. He just got a simple license that the company paid for. Mm hmm. And that was your cookie cutter, borderline Amazon-like company. Yeah. And now he's making an appropriate rage with a job he likes. Right. But he's been there so, eight years, right? So, oh, he's been there eight years, but it shows you though, still, he was able to transfer his pay, right, to a state that was affordable. Well, California, obviously, no, that's not going to work, right? But that's the thing. It still shows you you could do it. You could basically find an appropriate scenario, situation for you to live in. Mm-hmm. You just have to find it. Right, but he had so, to work in a place that was unaffordable to get that higher wage to move to a cheaper place. But that just shows you in terms of that's just all he had to do was get a license that the company paid for. Right, if, but if, if, he if, decided, if he had done that in another state, he wouldn't be making that money. So, but what I'm trying to say is though, mm-hmm. that's why you just need to find that. Because, for example, right? They offered him to pay for his actual doctor if he wanted to become an optrician. Mm-hmm. So not just, you know, I'm sorry. It, what is it, I doctor? No, optrician is a technician. Optometrist. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? So it just depends mm-hmm. on where who you work for. Because, for example, if they're going to pay for him to go to school, right, obviously then he's going to be making more. And considering he lived in Fresno, mm-hmm. cheaper place, if he was a doctor out there, boom, Obviously, yeah, if you live, let's say, San Francisco, definitely difference, right? But that shows you that's one company that was willing to help him get where he wanted to. Not necessarily changing wages for them to be appropriate, but more because they're paying for because he added skills. Right, because they wanted to invest in him. So, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If you, but that's what I was talking about earlier. If you're basically just one... And you notice that company you're talking about is the one that I talked about, too. So... Yes, but that's the said an example. I would say a big mm-hmm. corporate chain. They're, they're all alike, but that's what I'm saying with the idea of if you have a person, right? Talk about the wings example again. Mm-hmm. If they choose not to learn QuickBooks mm-hmm. or something that's actually going to help the business keep going, mm-hmm. then it's like, well, I'm just going to pay them $25 off the bat. Well, what if they are willing to learn it, but. 25 an hour is not worth the stress of then what we should do Mm -hmm. is then that's the part of the appropriate wage you should be able to then give them Mm -hmm. an increase on their performance Mm -hmm. not just because it's we'll say culturally you know what happened so you you work your butt off you get performance review you get a dollar raise and you're like let's say i increase profits Mm -hmm. 100 percent full like 100 percent 
Mm. Like they doubled. Mm. Is that worth a dollar raise? No. So that person no. is going to think the amount of work I've put into this, but I would like to get paid more and negotiation equals nothing. So again, so what do you do then? That's how capitalism works. You just find another job. And none of them pay for what you're putting into it. So some obviously, I just gave you an example. Well, for that person there, yeah, that, that, that industry, their workload, like it's good. That company's investing. What is that company? That company's target. Mm. So targets realizing that in order to succeed, they need to keep paying people appropriately and they're doing that. And so that's why they're successful. So, but what I'm saying is though, they didn't mm. give him any crazy wage off the bat. Right. But at least, yeah, exactly. They, they gave him an appropriate one when he started, which target is a little bit above average of the other retail stores. Keep in mind though. Again, mm-hmm. so not, it's not, it's still average. So, for example, out mm-hmm. of state, 15 will make a difference because mm-hmm. it's nationwide now. So, that will definitely make a difference. Mm-hmm. But are you actually thriving or living? Well, if you're in Kansas, you're probably thriving. Uh, thriving is a pretty strong word. I would say probably living. Thriving just means bills. that you have some many, like you have some money left over to live your life. But is it enough to actually progress your life? That, that's why I mean. That, mm-hmm. That's the difference though. Well, people have different ideas of progression with their life, right? But just the point being, you're not working your entire day, like the entire living life to exist. You mm-hmm. have money left over to do things, to save, to invest, to all kinds of things, or, you know, buy a house. So in Kansas, yes, you'd be like, wow, considering I have a low-end retail job, that's not that crazy of a skill set or workload. For the time I put in per hour of 15, that's not bad. Yeah, but for example, I just say in theory, okay, live in let's say Kansas or some other midwestern state. You got fifteen an hour. In theory, mm-hmm. you live by yourself. Your let's say your studio is like eight hundred dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, fifteen. Uh, so it'd be roughly like fourteen hundred a month. Well, Wait, how, 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 how many how many hours a week? Well, let's do because so here, here's the other bit of it too. Because for example, in Kansas where Dennis works, he doesn't get any overtime. Mm-hmm. There's no overtime laws. Right. So in his situation, had he not transferred, you know, so with that better pay, he technically would have been a little screwed. But that's the difference, though. At least like the job he likes, again, it comes down to because it's what he does is appropriate for the job. Like the job itself is not difficult in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. He literally just sells glasses. Mm-hmm. So it's like, again, it's like if you're just doing one thing. You have to know some laws, but you're right. not a doctor. You're not required to do any kind of specialty right. work. No, it, you just so. need to have a certain sort of skill set and like legal base you need to know and get your 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 things in order. And um, that unlocks more appropriate pay. Let's see. I'm just so. Let's see. So I think, I, I, I think that's a perfect example of a company realizing that they need to invest more in it. Because if you can maybe compare to CVS or a local mom and pop shop, they, they might not pay that. Because to them, they figure like, oh, well, we'll just pay what the market averages. And market average is not enough. Mm. That's the point being. So, And that's kind of the, the to sum it up is the, the average is not very good. And so that's where our problem lies. So all that ties into people not being treated and paid appropriately compared to how they used to. That was my point. It kind of sounds mm. like Dylan thinks it's all fair game. But when the... No, no, I'm saying it's not. Well, we can talk about it. Uh, it's not that it's fair game. It's just more how the system is set up is you have to progress in terms of what you actually give to it. That's how it's set up. But, okay. Because I know more than I used to, but I get paid the same. So, but 
on paper though What's, does it, it look should like it just it? be about paper though should it but that's because we're all human beings so that's a very humanitarian standpoint mm-hmm. realistically speaking that's mm-hmm. not how it works right and that's the problem a problem and that's but the problem again that we live. what do humans have to do then adapt well, find a way at, and that's 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 our society, Dylan. So, but that's how you adapt, though. You basically work with the system you have and find, mm-hmm. like in our case, almost like loopholes. Get to where you need to get. Get successful. So okay, so you're saying loopholes is a solution to in this current system. That's all you can do. That's what I'm saying. There's mm. no way at the present moment, even before I said loopholes. Ooh, yeah. So I agree that as I guess that is the only way to do it. And uh, is that fair? No, okay, I'm just saying it's not fair at all. I'm just saying, mm. unfortunately, that's how it's set up. If you want, at least in the U.S., if you want to excel, even technically that other countries, it's the same premise. You advance. Although other countries, you will, skills other countries to your portfolio. Will, will pay you to exist and like be a human being without having to work your fingers off. So. Oh, so, okay, so that's how it's like in China? Well, no, no, China, will, Kong, not, China will not pay you Russia, properly. Ukraine... Ooh, I could keep pulling examples on that one. So, well, like European countries, Dylan. Well, I also Sweden, those kind of Nor- Norway, those countries where they. What's have, the difference though? They have nets in place. No, they're to way help smaller people. too. So right. again, this we'll talk about that with basically ge- We'll talk about geographics later because that's really how it ties down to how the U.S. is so flawed. Because again, it's how the system is set in place with what the landmass has on it. That's the issue. Uh, okay, okay. Because anything is possible. So Not we'll in see. the U.S., no. Oh, okay. 